Okay, hey guys, what's going on? And welcome back to Onwards and Upwards, the podcast where we talk about all things health, wellness, productivity, and pretty much everything in between. My name is Hope if you're new, and I'm super excited that you're joining me today. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy that you are. And let me preface this whole thing by saying that I am probably the least motivated I've ever been. I don't really know how it happened. I just woke up one day and I didn't wanna do my routine. I didn't wanna work. I didn't wanna study. And I really just didn't wanna do anything. I've talked to so many people about this topic and I've pretty much come to the understanding understanding that this will affect many of us at some point or another. The idea of staying motivated is a really tricky one, and so I thought that we would just explore the reasons behind our struggles with motivation, and more importantly, talk about some practical tips and advice on how to overcome them today. So grab a cup of coffee or some tea or whatever your drink of choice is, get cozy, and let's get started. Motivation is so confusing to me sometimes. I feel like some days you wake up and you have it, and then other days it's just not there. We've all probably experienced those moments where we start a new project or we set an ambitious goal and we're just so full of enthusiasm and excitement. But somehow along the way, that initial motivation dwindles, leaving us feeling really stuck, demotivated, questioning our ability to accomplish what we set out to do. So why does this happen? I feel like sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm feeling unmotivated and I seriously just have to talk to myself and be like, why are you feeling this way? And sometimes that question hurts in a weird way because we are so excited about what we're doing and then some days we just lose that excitement. So let's get down to why that happens. One of the main reasons why people struggle with staying motivated is a lack of clear vision or purpose. Without a compelling reason for doing something, it's really easy to just lose interest in it and then give up whenever you're faced with any sort of obstacle. So I really want you to ask yourself, why am I pursuing this goal? What impact will it have on my life or the lives of others? You kind of have to experiment with asking yourself why you want to achieve something. And I think that this is a big pusher for whether or not we stay motivated. This isn't to say that if we have a clear vision of what we want to do, we're going to be motivated 24-7 because we all know that that's probably not going to happen. But when we do have a why or a vision behind our goal, it makes it a lot easier to stay dedicated to it. Another really common roadblock to motivation is setting unrealistic expectations. And I am probably more guilty of this than anyone else ever. We often get carried away by grand visions and we overestimate what we can actually achieve in a given time frame. Like I said, this is something that I really struggle with because, you know, when we set goals and we have these crazy visions or even realistic visions in our minds, it can be so exciting because we just want to start. We want it to be, you know, our current reality immediately. At least that's how it works for me. So for example, I have had the goal of owning a home for seriously like three to four years now. I think everyone to some degree dreams of owning their own home or just their own place where they can really customize it and make it their own. And waiting for that goal to become a reality can be really painstaking. And so your mindset just shifts to, okay, what can I do to make this happen as fast as possible? And so I set really, really unrealistic savings goals that ultimately I wasn't able to reach. When that happened, that demotivated me to the point where I was like, okay, I'm just never going to be able to get a house because the market is so crazy and because money is so hard to save like that. And so for me, I really had to take a step back and set a more realistic goal for myself where I still was able to save towards what my goal was, buying a house, but I was still able to spend on things that I would encounter in my day-to-day life, like things that I wanted in the meantime. So really the key here is to set realistic, achievable goals goals that stretch us just enough to inspire growth, but are still within our reach. I think this part can be fairly tricky because how do we determine what is achievable enough for us to reach for, but also not too high? Truthfully, I think that this part of the process just takes a bit of trial and error because sometimes you're going to set a goal that maybe was a little bit too high, or maybe you set a goal and then you surpass it super easily. The more and more you do this, the easier it becomes and the better understanding you gain of yourself. And so that's why I really think that this is just a lifelong thing 
something that you can do to kind of re-spark that motivation within you. Also, let's not forget about the environment we surround ourselves with. Sometimes our lack of motivation is a direct result of being in an environment that is not conductive to our goals. This one can be so tricky because sometimes we literally do not have control over our environments, so we're not able to shape it in the way that would really support us. But there are things you can do to make it better. For example, when 2020 happens and everyone started working from home, I decided that I really needed a designated desk in my area. That way I was able to work and then sleep in different places. Because when you're working from bed, yes, it might be really comfortable, but it isn't exactly motivating. And so I would really encourage you to try to curate a space that does inspire you to work and inspires you to get stuff done because that really does have a huge impact on how you might be feeling. I made a commitment to myself that I wouldn't do any work in my bed and honestly that was because whenever I did do work in bed I felt like it wasn't everything I had to offer. I felt like I was holding back. I felt like I wasn't as creative or as productive. And so really curating a space like a desk, or maybe you have just a table that you can work out in your kitchen or something, anything like that is going to be better than working in an environment that isn't conducive to your productivity. Another big part of your environment are the people within it. So I want you to ask yourself, are the people around you supportive? Whether or not you have a supportive group around you to really lift you up when you need it is so vital to staying motivated and achieving your goals. I would say my biggest pusher is my boyfriend's. My partner is so good at keeping me motivated by reminding me of why I started. Other questions you can ask yourself are, do you have the necessary resources and tools? Are you constantly distracted by your surroundings? Taking a step back to evaluate your environment can make a world of a difference in reigniting your motivation, and I would really recommend you try this one out. A great place to start with this would just be designating a place where you're going to work and then attaching a sense of motivation to it. When I go and I sit down at my desk in the morning, I do a couple of things before I jump into work that kind of trigger my motivational mindset on, if that makes sense. I'll sit down and I'll journal for a little bit and then I'll go through my planner and then I'll pour myself a cup of coffee. Throughout that little ritual, I feel like I just build up the motivation to start the workday and it helps a lot, especially if you're feeling like you just don't know where to begin. Now let's talk about one of the most significant culprits when it comes to waning motivation, the fear of failure. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fear has a sneaky way of paralyzing us and preventing us from taking action. It whispers doubts in our ears, making us question our abilities and causing us to procrastinate. But here's the truth. Failure is a natural part of the learning process. So instead of fearing it, embrace it as an opportunity for growth and development. Now, personally, I really struggle with this. I think that the fear of failure or the fear of not being good enough or the fear of not being the right person for the job is something that can really plague our minds and prevent us from ever taking action. My fear of starting my master's program because I was worried I wouldn't have enough time, I was worried I wouldn't be good enough at it, I was worried I wouldn't be what I expected it to be, all of that fear only led to me putting off the decision to start it. So when I could have started it three years ago, I waited because I was scared to start it. I was scared to do it. And now ultimately, I just had to face that fear, get over it and start. If you're ever faced with a fear that you're really struggling with, I would really recommend trying the three, two, one technique, which is essentially where you count yourself down before you start doing something that maybe you find intimidating or scary. You can really apply the whole three, two, one thing into many areas of your life. But when it comes to tackling something that maybe you're 
you're afraid of, counting down from three, two, one, do it is a really great place to just kind of get started. Okay, I have one more reason why you might be feeling unmotivated before we get into some solutions for you. So a lack of motivation can also really stem from burnout and exhaustion, and I'm speaking from personal experience. We live in a really fast-paced world where we're constantly bombarded with responsibilities and expectations, and it can be really overwhelming. And that's why it's so crucial that we prioritize taking care of ourselves so we can ensure we're giving ourselves enough rest and relaxation. I was scrolling on Pinterest the other day when I saw a quote that said, remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I literally saved it immediately because it was honestly just what I needed to hear. I think sometimes we just give and we give and we give and we forget that we need to take a little bit sometimes. We need to take that time for ourselves. We need to, you know, say no to things so we can say yes to ourselves. And that's a completely normal part of life. So honestly, you guys, you really need to be taking breaks and you just need to allow yourself the time that you need to just recharge. You can't pour from an empty cup. I'm honestly about to write that on my mirror so I see it every day because it's honestly just a reminder that I think we all need from time to time. Now that we've explored some of the reasons why we might lose motivation, let's shift gears and discuss how we can really ignite that fire within us. Here are a few practical tips that can help you stay motivated on your journey. These are things that I found personally really helpful, but also things that I've asked others about to get their experience on it too. Number one, break it down. Sometimes the enormity of a task or goal can be really overwhelming, so you're going to want to break it down into smaller, more manageable steps. Throughout that process, make sure you're really celebrating each milestone you achieve and that sense of progress will continue to motivate you to keep going. When I first started to break down my goals, I found it to be really helpful to dedicate certain weeks or kind of periods towards achieving part of that goal. A great example I have for this actually has to do with reading. I have been trying to get more into just reading more books, nonfiction, fiction, whatever I kind of prefer in the moments, but I really just want to be reading more often because I feel like it just brings me this sense of calm and I don't know, it's just a goal that I've had for a little bit now. So I really had to just set the goal to read a book. That was like my starting point. I just wanted to read one book. But the problem with that was that I would read 10 pages one day and then forget about it for a week and then I'd come back and read 30 pages and then I'd forget about it. And that cycle would just kind of repeat and it made it really hard to ever complete one book. And so then I said, okay, I probably need to put a timeline on this since apparently I'm not able to just hold myself accountable. So I ended up saying, okay, I want to read this one book in two weeks. I felt like that was pretty reasonable. It was trying to replace my TV time. And so I figured, okay, this will be a good amount of time to set for this goal. And then what I ended up doing is I grabbed a calculator and then some sticky tabs. I totaled up the number of pages in the book and then I divided that by 14 days. That way I knew exactly how many pages I had to read each day in order to complete the book in 14 days. I then grabbed those little sticky tabs that people use for like annotating and stuff. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about, but I grabbed those and then I put them on each of those like page markers. So every 14 days I divided up the book and I put one of those little tabs to the point where I would stop reading, if that makes sense. So that way the next day when I started this whole two weeks, one book challenge, I was able to know exactly where I had to get to in order to achieve that goal. And that made completing the book so much easier because it wasn't just about reading the whole book. I just had to get to that one little sticky tab and then I knew I was done for the day. So break it down. It really, really helps. And I would recommend trying this in any area that you would find it applicable. Number two, find your why. Dig deep and discover your underlying reasons behind your goals. Now, this is something that we touched on 
on a little bit earlier, but I did want to just go more into depth in it here. When you have a really strong sense of purpose, it becomes way easier to stay motivated, even in the face of challenges. And I think that's why so many people suggest having some sort of why behind any sort of goal that you might try to achieve. You might be trying to crack down on your fitness routine and your reason for it or your why for it might be so you can live a long and healthy life. You really want to dig deep below any surface level reasons. That way you can find true connection with whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Number three, create a supportive network. You really want to be surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals who share similar goals or at least support you in yours. Not only can they provide accountability, but they can also really provide encouragement and support during those moments when motivation wavers. If you're able to find someone who you connect with and you're able to share your goals with them, it can be really nice to set up some sort of like weekly, bi-weekly, or maybe even monthly meeting where essentially you guys just go out to lunch or maybe you grab coffee or brunch or whatever it is that you decide and you just kind of chat and catch each other up on how your goals are doing. And it doesn't have to be super in-depth either. You guys can just have a good time at your lunch or having coffee or whatever, but you do just want to touch on kind of the progress that you each are making towards your goals. I personally love doing this because it allows me to not only share what I've achieved, but it also allows me to support and also encourage and praise my friends for what they're doing as well. When you finally achieve something that you've been trying to do for so long, it can be really nice to share in that excitement with someone else. Number four, visualize success. Take a few minutes each day to visualize yourself accomplishing your goals. I want you to imagine how it feels, what it looks like, and the impact it has on your life. This is a really simple practice you can do. It doesn't take a lot of time. It's really easy and it can really help rekindle that motivation while also helping you stay focused. Now, my favorite, favorite, favorite way to do this is on Pinterest. I'm seriously always on there looking for inspiration and motivation. And so I ended up creating what I call my daily vision board. And so every morning while I'm getting ready or maybe just while I'm, you know, sipping my coffee or whatever, I'll just go through my daily vision board, add things to it, kind of look through what I've posted in the past. And I try to just remember that sense of motivation again. A great thing for you to do is actually pin things to that board or visualize things when you are feeling motivated. That way it's easier to recall that feeling when you lose it later on. So for example, I think I pinned a photo of a greenhouse and when I pinned it, I was feeling super, super excited about gardening and just being able to kind of grow things from home. I was just super excited about it. And you know, I eventually lost that heightened level of motivation for gardening. And now it's just something that I kind of casually do. And sometimes it just ebbs and flows. Sometimes I'm really into it and other times I couldn't care less. And so when I'm going through my daily vision board and I see that photo of the greenhouse, I can remind myself of how I was feeling in that moment because it's really a memory that I have. If you struggle with visualizing your future, that is a great tip for you to use. Just kind of go through and do something when you are feeling the sense of motivation. That way when you lose it, just go back, do the same thing, and then try to recall how you were feeling the first time you did it. And lastly, number five, seek inspiration. I want you guys to read books, listen to podcasts, play new playlist, do whatever you have to do to find that inspiration again. There are so many different ways and so many different things that we can experience in this life, and so you really just need to find what makes you tick. I think that a lot of people find inspiration in nature, so maybe you can prioritize going on some nature walks or hikes, or maybe you find inspiration in being creative with your makeup or your clothing. You can kind of do a whole like get dressed challenge where you do new outfits every day. There's just so many things that you can do to find inspiration again, and I would really encourage you just to kind of try out some 
something. When I think about when I can't get motivated, the last thing that I ever want to do is start. I just want to sit there. I don't want to do anything. And so naturally, one of the best ways to combat not feeling motivated is to start. It's to do something, to do anything. And then just ride that wave into feeling motivated again. And remember, you guys, staying motivated is a journey, not a destination, as cheesy as that may sound. It's totally normal to have moments of doubt or lack of drive, but by understanding the root causes of demotivation and then applying these practical tips, you can gradually build the resilience and determination to keep going, which is definitely what I want for each and every one of you. You absolutely have the power within you to overcome any obstacle and achieve each and every one of your dreams. I really do believe that and I want you to believe it too. So stay motivated, keep pushing forward and unleash your full potential. I honestly believe in you. And so I would really encourage you to also believe in yourself. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so, so much for listening. It honestly means the world to me. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to rate it over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out and also helps the podcast get out to more people who might benefit from it as well. But thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you guys all next time on Onwards and Upwards. Thank you.